Street Podcast. It has been a little while, but we're back. And we're back with episode 65. And my name's Bruce, and I'm back with co-host Nolan. Nolan, how's it going? Bruce, it is great as always. We are we're gonna have some exciting couple weeks coming up. New DMB music. We just had some new DMB music, and then you and I are going to New Orleans next week. Oh, yes. Oh, and it's time, and we are going to see our new favorite band, Goose. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It will be such a great time, but, man, let's just get get right into it. A lot of new DMB news, Bruce. Take it away, man. Yeah, absolutely. I think last week, um, you know, really was just a flurry of things, and it all really started about a week ago today-ish. Today is Tuesday, uh, April 25th, if... If you all are counting at home that we're recording, uh, but when you may be listening to it, it could be further down the road, obviously. Um, but things have been kind of coming to a head as far as some, you know, of the more, um, you know, intricate DMB fans, I guess, more of the obsessed DMB fans that are on the boards, on social media, and kind of wondering, like, when is the next thing coming? Where is the promotion for the album? Where is this, that, and the other? Kind of itching for that next step. Um, is it had been a while since Madman's Eyes and the album pre-order and all of this stuff. I mean, when you've got a four-month lead-up to an album, it, it, you start to get a little itchy, right? Um, <laughs> and DMB uh, scratched that itch last week. Um, and it all sort of started with um, really not, not, not as much of a leak, but songwriting and credits were posted um, on a website of a, um, I believe it's kind of more of a, it's a music streaming service. I can't even remember the name of it, to be honest, Nolan. Um, and they were posted. I think this is where we initially got the song Times as well a couple of month, months ago. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's like a higher, um, uh, what do you call it? Not an HD, um, but high fidelity music streaming service. And so the the songwriting credits were posted and, you know, very detailed as far as who's on what, what they're doing, who's credited with what on the songs. And there was some very interesting information on there. And, you know, then you start to kind of get, uh, you know, that visual or that audio visual idea of what these songs may sound like, who's going to be on them and doing what on the songs, Nolan. And really, I mean, why don't you tell us some of the more uh, interesting things that when you're scrolling through, you're like, oh, really? Or, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's cool. They added this. Wait, where is this? Um, there was a lot to glean from some of these, it seemed like. Yeah, and we're just, we're assuming this is true. I mean, no idea if it's, right, if exactly. it's true or not, but it's, you know, grasping at straws here. We don't have 
classic DMB new album, no info at all. Um, so, and I'll, I'll jump in quickly because that's a great point. Um, it was confirmed that there were already a couple of missing pieces, and I don't know why they were missing or what the reason may be, and if we'll see them on the actual credits when the album does come out for real. Um, there was, I think, something for Jeff that was missing on Madman's Eyes, and maybe something else that was missing that um, would be pretty obvious. But there were a couple of things that were pointed out uh, by a few others that were like, wait, this is actually on the single of Mad Men's Eyes. Jeff is playing this thing, uh, this instrument, whatever it was, uh, but it wasn't listed. So, like you said, could be incomplete. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, well, um, to start it off, I hope it's not incomplete. Or I do hope it is incomplete um, that Jeff Coffin is not listed as playing flute on Walk Around the Moon because that flute outro is money on oh. Walk Around the Moon. Love that in the live setting. Um, but to sum it up, uh, big picture stuff, Fonz missing on four songs uh, and Jeff Coffin missing on five songs. And there are three full Dave solo songs on this album. Um we can run through it really, really quickly. Um, but, you know, Dave Dave plays a lot of instruments on this album. Love that. Okay, quickly, Walk Around the Moon. Dave on acoustic and electric, piano and synth. Like I said, no coffin on flute. Looking for a vein. Dave on acoustic, electric, bass, organ, and synth. He is the only musician listed on the song. And... <laughs> We saw this with Come Tomorrow, um, That Girl Is You, where he was playing every instrument. Wild move. Uh, Dave doing his Paul McCartney thing. Um, <laughs> Bold move, I, Cotton. I hope, I just hope this one is better than That Girl Is You, and I feel like the song title already is, so I'm going to be positive, and you know, I think, <laughs> I think Dave's going to nail this one, a la McCartney 1, 2, and now 3. Um, I like that. Yeah. I was a little disappointed to find out that information. Um, the song name is so cool that you want it to be like this just really sick, dark, full band song. And then it's like, oh, Dave just decided that he's going to go, you know, Some Devil 2.0 here or That Girl <laughs> Is You 2.0 and just play all of the instruments here, which it, it could be fine. Um, so, you know, jury's out on looking for a vein, I guess. Yeah. Fascinated to to listen to it, though. Really. Uh... Yeah. Really excited to see what oh, we'll Dave do a has full breakdown. Store. Oh yeah, and we'll compare <laughs> once the album's out, like if this stuff stacks up with what Maybe. actually happens Bingo. too. Um, it could happen. Full band minus Jeff. Sorry, Jeff. Take a seat. Oh. Take a no. seat. Never. Dave. Dave again on acoustic and electric, organ and piano. There's uh looks like maybe a session musician. I didn't look these guys up. Um, but trumpet player, a guitar player, Rashawn on the flugelhorn. And then Alasia is also all over the record, according to these credits, with uh, guitar, um, synth, background vocals sometimes, uh, but he's on guitar, 12-string synth on this one, and then somebody on strings. Interesting. Bruce, go ahead. Yeah, no, um, that's, you know, it's... That was also interesting. I really think Jeff should be on everything. I don't care. You just need to find some room for Jeff Coffin when you have a musician like that on pretty much everything. I, I get it if you don't have him on every single song, but um, that's a lot. Uh, that Joe Fotheringham um, 
on trumpet there that you were listening, Nolan. He has shown up on DMB Records before. Um, he may even have guested with DMB on stage, um, but he's a he's a friend of Rashawn's. Um, and then obviously Rashawn on the flugelhorn, which is uh, which is kind of intre- which is interesting. Um, and I think Rashawn has played flugelhorn before um, on stage a couple of times. It's I think it's like just it's pretty close to a trumpet, obviously, uh, but I think it's a little more bassy. Um, and so it may, uh, lend to us thinking, okay, what could, it could happen sound like you've got some horns, strings, um, and then a lot of layering going on. Um, I'm thinking a little bit likely a slower song is what it kind of sounds like to me, Nolan, but, uh, could be wrong. Could be a little bit more up tempo. I don't know. Yes. Bruce, you're correct. Joe, uh, Joe Fotheringham has guested twice, both times on She, oh. both times at the Gorge, 2018-2019. Uh, so, good call there. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. On I, I She, both on before. She. That's odd. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, that is that is interesting. A, a horn on She. I know that has that interesting horn line, but I, I wouldn't say She is known for you know anything overly horny, I guess. Um, mm. but yeah, <laughs> mm. sorry for the bad dad joke or whatever, mm. but, um, yeah, so I think it could happen. Actually, I'm going to change it. I think it could happen. It has to be a little more up tempo. Um, anyways. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go one on. more thing. Oliver Krauss okay. on strings. He has guested twice, 2018, sorry, three times, 2018 and in 2022. And he was part of that, um, symphony orchestra section um at the hollywood bowl okay okay so there it looks like they've taken one person out of the uh full symphony and they are on it could happen because mm-hmm. uh some of these other songs had a bunch of um orchestral arrangements that like madman's eyes um mm-hmm. like that so uh, okay interesting cool okay man we're um, getting into it here that's some <laughs> that's some analysis you're not getting oh, anywhere yeah. else <laughs> Hey, we're digging deep. We're digging deep. I mean, we, we, we wanted to give it a few days, everything to process for a few days. No immediate reactions, really. We were busy on social media, I think, immediately reacting or breaking some news. We'll get into oh, yeah. um, how we were very active on the socials. But yeah, Nolan, continue. Next song. What do we have? Yeah, let's run through what it. What else is interesting? After Everything, Dave on Electric. And the other thing of note is that Buddy is labeled as a lyricist on this one. So him and Dave. Okay. Um, All You Wanted Was Tomorrow, Dave Acoustic, Tim on Electric and Dobro. Uh, Only Thing, that is Buddy on the Clavichord. Break Free, Buddy on Organ, Batson Piano and Orchestra, Alasia Guitar and Background Vocal. Obviously with everyone else on their normal assignments. um, I'm thinking there's got to be some Roy Sachs. In there, they had to have used some type of Roy on this, and he was not—he was not cre- well. He was credited as a composer. Yes. Okay. So we'll see, but I'd be shocked if they didn't use some of Roy on that one, um, since they recorded yeah. it with him. I think I don't know from those Batson sessions. I don't remember there being any horn on it, so maybe not. Um, and then on monsters, this leads us into 
our new music section because this was listed as Dave Matthews, Carter and Tim, and Batson. Batson on yeah. synth, and then Alasia on slide guitar, electric orchestra, drum machine, and background vocal. Um, so that was very interesting. Uh, we were kind of first on the scene to learn that Monsters was going to drop last week. Uh, knew it was going to come out on Friday. So finding this info out before it came out was like, we were like, what are we expecting with this? No fawns, no horns. Yeah. What is happening here? Um, yeah. Bruce, so then, you know, we've got our eyes and ears peeled for new music with Monsters Thursday night at midnight, technically Friday morning. Um, and then what what happened? You know, we kind of leading up to it, been teasing the Monsters release. And uh, that's not what got released immediately. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, seriously. And I don't think we've really even talked about Monsters um, on the pod because we didn't do anything for Mexico. Um, so we haven't talked about the song. We were really excited to kind of see what was what it was going to do, what, who was going to be on it, you know, what were the parts we could, everyone um, seemingly was ready for some horns in there. Um, and then, you know, these, these things come out and uh, the credits and we're like, what? There, there are no horns and no fonts. Like what, what is going on? Nobody, um, mm. you know, what's going on here? So what is this song going to sound like? And yeah, we were kind of um, tipped off and, so, and some other people knew too, kind of, what the release schedule was going to be as far as songs go. Um, initially, it looked like that um, that uh, Monsters would be released not as a single, and then Walk Around the Moon would be released as a single later. Um, and then Monsters kind of came out, and it's, it's a single. Like, it was promoted as a single. It was, um, you know, released to radio stations. Radio stations are playing this. It's on Sirius XM, all of these things. Um, but anyways, yeah, we, um, <laughs> you know, Monsters comes out um, uh, initially, Nolan. Well, no, Monsters was tea or posted and teased on Apple Music as it was there. Like you could see the, um, it, you could see Monsters was ungrade. It was there in bold, like you could click on it to play it. And I think initially it was a preview track on Apple Music, um, but Break Free had been loaded in. Um, so quickly, uh, we, we, we took that audio and you know put it out for everybody being like, um, so Monsters may not be out yet, but here's some of Break Free uh, accidentally. Seems like someone loaded in the wrong tune. And that also was loaded in on YouTube later on for Monsters. There was a placeholder for Monsters. Um, it was going to go live. And this was before the Monsters uh, visualizer video came up. And the whole Break Free song was on there. Um, <laughs> so you got all of Break Free just right there, boom. And then they also had released the visualizer video of Monsters. But Break Free was under Monsters on YouTube as well. So we got two songs, seemingly one of them accidental, <laughs> to stream like all of a sudden, I think it was Wednesday night. Um, and, you know, we had heard that it was going to be uh, the dates were like either Thursday or Friday kind of preloaded in as this is going to go live. So Wednesday night kind of made sense for overseas and stuff like that. 
as it went over into Thursday. But yeah, Nolan, we were treated to two songs pretty much immediately and had to kind of digest them and react to them. And um, man, I, I, I will say because we, you know, I heard uh, Break Free first um, as far as those two tunes. I was kind of immediately like, mm, mm, that doesn't sound right. Um, and Dave re-recorded some vocals. This sounds like Batson session vocals to me. Um, where are is the standard horn lines in the chorus? What's going on? Then when we heard the full thing, there were a couple of other things that kind of stood out. Like the ending was changed. There's kind of a weird bridge in the middle there. Um, yeah, it kind of seemed like they took the Batson Sessions version, recorded some other parts, you know, the horns and Buddy and mm-hmm. uh, some Tim. And um, it seemed like like newer Dave vocals were like weaved in yeah, a little bit. Um, it, it was a very weird uh, feeling the first and listen the first two, three times um, of listening through that thing, Nolan. And I was, I was, uh, I was a little riled up at first. I was like, what, <laughs> why, what are y'all doing? You yeah. know, this does not sound like the song um, of what I thought. Uh, so I was disappointed at first. I'm not going to lie. Um, I've, I've mellowed out on that a little bit more. Um, and I think it's grown on me. It's a little bit more, um, but I, I, I was still a little, um, let down by what Break Free became in the studio and what it seems like is going to be the release version. Yeah, I agree. I think I felt that way with both songs initially. Um, but first reaction, I was I was not feeling it. But, you know, now I've listened to them more. I'm digging them. Um, yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> I listened to the Batson Sessions version and then the, the new version and... You could tell a difference with Dave's voice in parts, especially at the beginning. I was like, okay, he sounds older now um, in the new version. So I'm glad he re-recorded some of it. Interesting how they kind of weaved in uh, old and new vocals. Um, I think the chorus is pretty much the same. Um, Drink your poison if you fill the cup part. I think they do some cool stuff with that. I don't think the chorus is... Is uh, is that bad? Um, I think it it sounds kind of cool. Um, I think the verses are like super flat, um, which is interesting. I'll get to that in a minute. But I have it on good authority that Carter's parts mm. for this song are very old. Carter did not record anything right. new for this. Um, we know Buddy, Tim, and the Horn editions um, are new, and we think that's what happened after the Hollywood Bowl concerts um, this past summer. Right, so, right. New outro, new horn line. It's interesting. It's it's faster paced than uh, I think what they had been doing um, the last, I don't know, couple years of playing it. Um, was more of a slowed down, jazzy version. And this seems like it could have some pace to it. Um, but yeah, just as a song in general, I have always loved Break Free. Uh, I thought it was an, a monster of a song live in 06, especially when they got into the jam. Um, I thought Roy and Rashawn mm. were great in the jam back then. Um, would have loved if it had been on an album back then when it peaked uh, with the rest of those 06 songs. I really, uh, I'll always wonder why that stuff didn't materialize. Um, but yeah. 
It's cool. It's fine. It's found its way onto an album. Um, but I think the best part in this song, other than the jam, is the way Dave sings it. I love the emotion that he brings with this song live. And I feel like it's kind of missing that in this studio track, um, which uh, it kind of bothers me. But that's kind of what happens when you have a road-tested song and then you hear the studio track. It's going to sound different. Um, but, you know, I, I thought the production on it seemed like really crunchy to me. Uh, it just doesn't, it doesn't compare to the live versions and it just is missing that, that studio sound that we grew to love, that airiness, the lily white airiness is the only way I know how to describe it. There's just like so much, <laughs> like, it just sounds like there's so much space. It yeah. sounds like they're playing it live, but they're not, you know? And I, this one to me is like super, super produced to the point of like, it kind of sounds like a big whiskey track um, in some aspects to me, but I think sonically some of it fits with monsters. I think there's um, a cool, it's interesting that those are the two songs that came out. Um, Cause I think they kind of have a, they kind of fit a little bit. I know we're disappointed monsters isn't full band, but yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah. I mean, you hit, Hit the nail on the head on a lot of that, um, especially Day's vocals. That, you know, sounded a little uninspired. Some of them, like we said, uh, they're definitely the older vocals. Would be really interested in hearing exactly where everything is sourced. Um, I, I don't think we'll ever know that, but um, that's just the way it sounds. Uh, so that's what we'll go with. But yeah, I agree. It lacks kind of that live punch. I do like the outro as far as with the horn stuff, which is interesting because it, you know, it shifted over from. Uh, they've kind of changed the outro three, four times live over the 17 years it's been played. So they settled on this one for the album, which is cool. Um, so you can yeah. never decide what they want to do with Break Free, I guess. Uh, <laughs> will be interesting to see what they do with it this summer um, uh, to see if it sounds any different or what they'll do there. But yeah, I agree. I mean, you got that little middle section, which was good with the with Tim. Um, I think mm. the piano. Yeah, I like um, that. And, and some... That was some of that airiness that you're talking about. Yes. Some of that atmospheric stuff, space. Yes, um, I like that. That was really beautiful. Um, so that was really good. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, we'll just have to chalk it up to, hey, you know, sometimes album versions, they're just a little bit more low-key, especially Dave vocal-wise. We can go to songs even like, um, kind of like Why I Am, um, where the vocals just sound completely different and a little more flat mm -hmm. um, and, and just don't reach that emotive presence yeah. that that Dave will have live and that is what it is I guess um, but again the song has grown on me a little bit and I think we'll do a little bit more deeper dive when we have the full album to listen to in its entirety mm -hmm. um, and see what the actual production quality is because this could also be because you know it was pulled off of a YouTube video we had this audio here it wasn't the officially released audio yeah, you know, through point. Apple Music or whatever so that could have a that could have an effect mm -hmm. so we'll have to see um, but Nolan, I say let's move on to Monsters, um, yes. you know, a song that we had heard, but only Dave and Tim. Mm -hmm. So obviously our brains are going everywhere thinking like, ooh, how is uh, Jeff, is he going to play his Barry sax? It sounds like right in the middle, like right there in the chorus, he can really pack a punch. Mm -hmm. What is uh, Buddy going to layer with and all these things? Um, <laughs> and then, like we said, credits come out. They're not on there. Um and it's more of a Dave Carter and Tim song with uh, with Batson supporting um, Analasia, I guess, as well. But uh, Batson God. was on there, and 
we're like, oh, what? So yeah, Nolan, take us through kind of your uh, your first listens um, and subsequent listens through Monsters and, and what you thought there. Yeah. Uh, well, first off, I, in promoting the song, they actually got Dave on camera talking about Monsters, which never happens. That no one ever talks about like anything with yeah. the songs. The band never does but, it. Give us the full album like that, please. Like he obviously sat down and did something. He did, yes. And I would love to know. Don't just make it a one-off. I'd love to know the backstory of just even that. Um, and I mean, Dave's a little all over the place talking about it, but he says <laughs> it's been a favorite uh, for a long time, and has of been hours. Yeah, a favorite of ours. I would love to know who ours is. Is it Dave and Carter? Yeah. Dave and I don't know. Batson. Uh, it says it's been looking for a home, so it finally made it on an album this time. Like poked his head out and was like, "Hey, maybe this, maybe this time." Um, and he said it's it's an old song. He said he wrote it when his children were young. Um, so we'll get into that a little bit later. But it it was apparently a late addition to this album. Um, mm-hmm. We knew the uh the track list um and some song names songs that didn't make the cut um for this album and monsters was not one of those uh that we thought was going to be on this album so monsters took the place of something um we can speculate all we want but who knows um so a late addition to this album um the song itself i think it's a i think it's a good song i was not expecting it to sound like this um, in the studio based on the Dave and Tim versions from Mexico, which I thought were much more upbeat, which I thought was kind of cool because it's a, it's a song about monsters or scary things. Um, and I love, I love disguising something scary like that with like something upbeat. Um, you know, I, I think that's really cool. Um, and to me, it's just, it does not sound like a DMB song to me. Um, that's probably why I'm like, why well, I think they like, there's, it, it couldn't, it's not what I, th- I was hoping it would be because it's not the full band. Um, it's, it's Dave Carter, Tim and Batson. And to me, it seems like a song that Dave would make like in the future when he's a solo artist and he's like, Hey Carter and Tim, why don't you come back and hop on this song for me? Um, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's just like, a, yeah, it's so odd to me that like maybe if Fonz was on it, I'd think a little differently and like Jeff or Sean and buddy weren't, but like leaving all of them out, I didn't, I didn't understand that at all. But having said all that, I think it's, uh, it's been stuck in my head since it came out. I think the chorus is great. Um, cannot wait to hear it live. So that's that's something that song's got going for it. I think add some uh, bass and horns to it. It'll be it'll be nice. I just wish that's how it sounded in the studio. Um, one last thing. Also, I love the line "Lean on me while I'm around." I think that is like such a cool thing to say to his kids in the song um and the way dave sings it that's it's great stuff and i think overall the lyrics are trending up in this album and i don't think we've been able to say that for for all of the recent albums 
I, I would agree there. And we've heard the majority of this record already, so we know what the lyrics are going to be. Um, and for the most part, they've they've been good, um, good to really good. Um, nothing overly bad or cringy that I can really um, point towards at the moment, which is which is good. Um, nothing nothing awful, <laughs> which, which is fine. Like lyrics aren't, aren't the end all be all obviously, but uh, you know, they're, they're important when for DMV songs, cause you're singing them at shows and <laughs> you know, they, you like to attach to them a little bit and have, have some feels with them. Oh, yeah. Um, but I do agree. I think that it's, it's a good sounding studio song. Um, you know, the, the production levels are there. I think mm -hmm. it's just a little bit empty for me. And I really do miss the full band here just, yeah. and it, it may be a little unfair to, to imagine something in your head and then it not coming to fruition and then saying, well, it should be like, I wanted it in my head, mm -hmm. which, you know, is fair or unfair. I don't know, but that's the way I want. I, I, then that's where I agree with you. I want to hear it live. I can't wait to hear it live because mm -hmm. I really, really do hope that the full band is used here, and I think that the sound can become more full. I just, I think that that should have been laid down in the studio, and we'll see. We'll see how it sounds live. But I think you made some great points um, on on the song oh, of itself. Dave's Dave's voice a little bit subdued. It sounds like he wants to instill some emotion in there, and I think he did a little bit on some of the Dave and Tim versions. And he just doesn't, so it doesn't quite, as you said, quote unquote, take off um, exactly. And also, some of the way that he sings some of the things were very Dave-like. Um, Lily White said in one of the Away From The World videos, I think it was for Belly Belly Nice, that he <laughs> told Dave, I want you to sing something in a Dave nature and <laughs> find that Dave thing. And he does, and he's able to do it here too. That lean on me while I'm around. Oh yeah, and kind of does that. And even the uh, some people hate it, but the uh, Jesus saves part, I I kind of think it's fun. I, I kind of liked it. I like um, it. the way he like extends extends that some. And I, I do like his vocal delivery in this. It's it's what actually drove me nuts a little bit about Break Free. Is I I like. Dave's studio voice these days when he's not overreaching mm -hmm. when he is singing in his range but also administering that emotion and so the break free and the monsters where he doesn't reach that emotion it's a little flat but the break free older vocals I'm like no that's not how Dave sounds now you know yeah. I, I like that a little bit grittier Dave so anyways mm -hmm. he does a great job with that and monsters stays within his vocal range perfectly mm -hmm. um and so he just sounds good he's not squeaking around in the song um and nolan you know we we have a we have a group chat with friend of the pod uh clint wells um clint. and he actually hasn't he has an album out today by the way i think we posted it on social oh yeah uh, you can find him and so go check his album out um because he's fantastic he's touring with morgan wade they're kicking it um and killing it. But anyways, he texted us, Nolan, and you know we chatted back and forth, and he was really, really positive about these songs, um, and he just kind of brought a fresh perspective as far as you know. I think he said something along the lines of, and I, I won't completely quote him and and out him here, but <laughs> you know he may not be the coolest DMB fan, um, but he really loves these songs and loves the production and thinks they sound great. 
wishes mm-hmm. there was some more full band interaction there, but also he really appreciated them for what they were. And that was just nice to hear from another um, you know, a musician, a very, very talented musician who was in the scene all day, every day. Yeah. Um, and someone who is, you know, pretty, maybe not, he, he may not use the word obsessive, but very into the Dave Matthews band mm-hmm. um, to feel that way. It was good to hear. So that was nice um, as, as you get a little bit away from sometimes some of the toxic negativity that may be on the, uh, maybe on the message boards and things. But um, it's always good to, to hear from other fans, especially those um, that may be looking at the music in a more musical fashion. He is looking at it from, I'm in the industry. This is, I play music. I'm very good at it. Here's what I think. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. Nolan. Um, yeah. We also got we also got um, and engaged with someone else who gave us their thoughts and gave us a little bit more than just their thoughts, uh, Nolan. But um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, this kind of whirlwind day, two days, um, and what kind of happened here with this next individual that we kind of um, interacted with? I was literally about to say it was a whirlwind. Uh, so. Let's get into it. Stefan Lassard, man, he is very active on Twitter and social media uh, in general. But, you know, Monsters comes out and we had in the back of our heads like, okay, Fonz isn't listed. Batson's listed. What is that? So we engaged uh, Fonz on Twitter and he responded. Not about joining us for an interview on the podcast. Uh, Unfortunately, damn it but about his role or lack of role on Monsters. So we asked Fonz to chime in, and Fonz responded. He quote-tweeted us. He said, a surprise for me today. (laughs) Monsters was recorded almost a decade ago by Batson and Dave. That's all Batson synth bass. I might have overdubbed bass on the track a while ago, but it did not make the final mix. Shrug emoji. If this song ever gets played live, I'm going to destroy it. Amazing. I, you know, just to see him respond once was goat, but then it just keeps going, Bruce. And he follows that up and responds to himself and says uh, that he was practicing the song. He says, funny the way it is, I've been practicing this song going, hmm, I can't remember recording this bass, but figured it was just the good old memory playing tricks on my mind. So, yeah, Fonz did not, did not write bass parts for this song for the album uh you know he then goes on to send a video pretty quickly um of him playing monsters in the background videos of him playing his bass parts that he had i guess come up with uh at some point since the track list was released i don't know um but yeah practicing his bass parts and man that kind of interaction from a band member was unbelievable only Fonz um man that was it was awesome it was awesome to hear his parts for the song and um, oh, Bruce yeah. I just want to hear like your thoughts on it how how, how much of the man Fonz is 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was really cool. And he, by the way, does destroy that song. He has some great licks just on that video. Yeah. Um, and that's with him just playing it, not on stage, not with the energy, not practicing um, a ton. So he's going to get into a nasty groove on that tune. Um, so can't wait for some Fonz bass bombs on stage there. It'll be awesome. And I think also him and Batson kind of went back and forth um, in a positive way about it too. Kind of uh, Batson saying like, yeah, I did this, but you know, I like I would have never left Stefan off of the record, like, or off of a song or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, taking shots at any of the, the people who did this final mix there, Batson? I don't know. Um, but, you know, supporting Fonz and then Fonz being like, um, you know, Batson's synth lines on here are fire or something like that so it seemed like that that was pretty cool um but it was very when we posted the video that Fonz had uh posted himself um and we kind of aggregated it across the platforms uh we got a ton um of of people flooding in with comments or likes or whatever uh sending us messages and all of these things about like they cannot wait to hear that that sounds awesome why was this not on the record holy smokes like this is cool um so Fonz great job thanks for that that was just cool and for the and I think some people were saying like um some people were like oh there must be trouble like Fonz is complaining that he's uh not on the record or this is a surprise to him that he's left off they don't communicate I don't think it's anything like that to be honest I think it was um you know maybe even more so Nolan the surprise for Fonz was what we were surprised at which was uh the song that was released was monsters and not walk around the moon as the next single maybe that was what he was surprised about oh maybe um, and it, and and who knows but I don't I don't think there's any real tiffs there about that and maybe there are but um you know i haven't really heard that or whatever but um the I only the only thing up. is that his follow-up and i don't maybe it's just super tongue-in-cheek but i think it was <laughs> fonz uh fonz tweets an article about ai generated songs as part of this thread with the caption Songs getting released without the actual musicians playing the parts, dot, dot, dot. Unimaginable, dot, dot, dot. Wait. <laughs> that was perfect. I actually freaking loved that. That was hilarious. So um, good. Great. I think that was a troll comment to, to a T. Yeah. Um, capital T. Uh, but I don't know. Um, it was interesting, and I can't wait for to hear Fonz on it live. Um, and to hear the other musicians too. We we haven't you know gotten too too deep into it, and I think we will later. But um, you know, Jeff was another one that I think was um, woefully left off at least the credits, and so we'll see how the final album shakes out, mm -hmm. um, where he's included or not. But you know, I I think that that's another thing where I'm like, look, I, I get it to an extent on a song or two. You, you know, the full band doesn't need to be on every single thing. Artists do that all the time. Um, you know, our yeah. other favorite band, Goose, they have basically a, a one-person solo song um, on their last record. And it's not even their main person who's doing it. Um, it happens. But, I mean, this band has seven, is it seven guys? Um, mm -hmm. Seven incredible musicians. And to not utilize them, I think, effectively for the majority of a full album I mean, I think that that's a little that's a that's potentially a mistake, or it's at least a shame. 
is at least a shame. But we'll see. We've still got three, just about three weeks until that record does come out, Nolan, that we can really um, we can really dive in and dive in we will. But we've got several things uh, coming up for our own selves, I think, uh, before that happens. So um, unless you've got more to say about monsters, I think we can um, kind of tie this uh, tie this episode up and get on out of here. Yeah, all I've got is I uh, can't wait to hear the remaining unheard music. There's not much, but there's a few songs <laughs> we haven't heard. Uh, oh, damn it. And I'm I'm very excited to hear it. I think I have faith. I think it's going to be good. Um, Let's go. Going to be the optimist here. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to hear the album. I think it's already better than Come Tomorrow. So I think that's a plus. Um, that's promising. Yeah. I'm going to use that Clint Wells energy and uh, we're going to will this into being into being a good album. We're going to like it. Uh, I have a feeling we are going to like it and we're going to have a great time in New Orleans next week. Um, seeing our other favorite band, Goose, like I said in the beginning, the Days Between Fest. Um, it's a middle of the week festival in between the Jazz Fest weekends. If anybody's going to be down there, hit us up. Um, yeah. It'd be uh, great to interact with with listeners of the pod. Um, hoping to get an epic interview while we're down there. Fingers crossed. You never know. It's it's tough to get interviews. Um, it's tough. Everyone's schedules are, are really difficult, but we're trying. Uh, we want to put more content out there. We're trying our best to do that. Um, Bruce, and then after after Nala, it's uh, it's DMB time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got some exciting things coming up, and, and we've been trying to work on um, some things. Hopefully, some of it will shake loose, and we'll be able to we'll be able to bring some good content uh, coming up. We shall see. Um, but regardless of that, um, you know, enjoy the enjoy the music that DMB has trickled out there over the next couple of weeks prior to the album. If they drop something else, um, you know, don't be surprised. Uh, but you know who knows you you might get another little goodie uh before the before the album officially drops and um yeah we're looking forward to it i think three weeks um we, we're starting that countdown and the tour as well so we've got a lot coming up it's going to be awesome uh nolan great catching up with you yet again as always as always and you all thank you so much for listening you all know where to find us uh on the socials at gray street pod um on twitter instagram you can find us on facebook too um and all of that stuff we love interacting with you guys especially last week that was a lot of fun uh for those those several crazy days but yeah nolan we've got to get some rest we've got to get ready for next week we're gonna go uh crazy down in new orleans and can't wait to see you down there my man yes. and yeah let's go anyways goose we're coming for you <laughs> and everyone else we'll see you next time on the corner of gray street
The Helping Friendly Podcast explores the music and fan experience of fish through interviews and deep dives on shows and tours. For more than 10 years, we've created insightful and fun discussions about our favorite band, and with the help of our guests and thematic series, we're still discovering new angles of appreciation for fish. And when the band is on tour, we provide a review of every show the following day. As one of our listeners said, any fish fans that enjoy meandering conversations and incredible insight on new and old fish shows, this is for you. Highly recommend. It's not just about the band and the shows. It's about the journey getting there. Throughout 2024, we're going to be running down the top 25 fish tours of all time, and that'll be interspersed with show reviews and regular episodes. Join us and check out the Helping Friendly Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.